This is Maria. This is Sarah. And this is Andrew. And welcome to The The Ridge Podcast. All right. So welcome to episode three of The Ridge Podcast. Number three. We are killing it. (laughs) And thank you so much for uh, listening and watching. I mean, truly... It's it's been great to hear all of your feedback and um, and we really enjoy doing this. So I mean it's it's definitely stretching us. I feel and uh, that's a that's a beautiful place to be. I do enjoy reading the text messages and long emails that we receive that's about right. some of the things that uh, we talk about. That's right. That's right. So um, but so we've been discussing in the month of January, uh, you know, living out your faith and what that looks like in our own personal lives, in our families, and then now this week we're going to talk about in our church and community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Angie, why don't you just jump jump us off? Well, first thing I want to say is that if you haven't heard the first two podcasts, make right. sure you go and listen to those. Um, I think we give some really good nuggets and some really good, not just advice, but just some good practical learn about us type of things. Agreed. Um, you definitely want to go listen to episode two where Sarah talks about breaking a phone. That's right. But um, living out your faith in church and community. And um, this is a really cool one because it's important to be connected to a body of believers, right? Mm-hmm. It's important to... Uh, have community. It's important to be in a church that is life giving and that you're growing. Um, you know, me, I grew up in the church Mm -hmm. and so I didn't choose the church, but I grew up in it and it was very family oriented. What did you say? (laughs) You were born into it. Yes. You could not join. You had to be born into (laughs) it. But so living out my faith in a church community when I was younger was a little more difficult because it was, it was a lot of whenever you did anything wrong, Everyone knew about it. Mm-hmm. You got in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they really held you accountable, which is amazing, amazing, amazing. But as I got older, I really wanted to find a place for me. Right, right. And a place that I believe that aligned with my, you know, my beliefs and, you know, a place that I feel like I could grow into. And so, um, like, around 2021, 20, I was like, you know, I got to find a church for me. I actually I have to find a place that I'm going to, you know, grow. And I remember going to uh, First Assembly of God. Shout out to Pastor James Lilly. And uh, sitting in the front row, and I remember it feeling like home. Yeah. I remember feeling like home. And that was actually one of the first places that I really was stretched as a believer, mm-hmm. right. where I really grew in the word, really grew in prayer. And these things were already foundational in my life, So, mm-hmm. but it just took it to another place. And so living out my faith in church really became essential mm-hmm. to what I was doing in my life at that, at that point, mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, and what you, were, what you said was really important, where you said, you know, you already had this foundation. Um, and we've talked a lot about, you know, like those that, that don't have the foundation because, um, because that, you know, coming, coming into um, a church, really first hearing, okay, about Jesus, and then where do I then build my faith into that? How do, where do I even start? I think that's where a lot of people, they get into. And so... Yeah. Um, so we had talked about how when you do look for a church, you know, we don't, none of us advocate for church shopping in the sense of, you know, just, just cherry picking, you know, going yeah, around yeah, and seeing yeah. like where things are, because the Bible talks about, you know, um, landing someplace and staying there, right. Yeah, and, sure. uh, and building into that community. But it is important to really understand, you know, what do you believe? Like, that's what you mm-hmm. said is, what do I believe? Um, and that can look different across uh, Christians. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Christians have the same uh, faith in Jesus, but they're they're they come from different backgrounds and environments and experiences. And so, absolutely, um, Sarah, why don't why don't you speak into um, you know into that like coming to a church and and finding out what that looks like. Well, I grew up Baptist, so um, when my husband and I were looking for a church. 
he um, did not really grow up in the church, so yeah. we were not exactly sure what to look for. Now, uh, he did attend, um, nothing wrong with Baptist, guys. <laughs> he did, <laughs> no he one's did, saying that. Nobody's saying that. He did atten- attend uh, my home church with me from when I was younger, and it just was a little bit... It didn't resonate with him. Mm-hmm. It didn't, and it was a little bit over his head, if I'm being honest. Sure. He was kind of a baby Christian at that point. So um, we searched for a church together, and we just so happened to have some family that was coming to Southridge. So um, we tried Southridge out, but one of the first things I did was look at their statement of faith mm-hmm. online, yeah. right. and that is huge. You need to know what the church believes before you get yourself heavily involved in the church or involved at all in the church. Um, so we looked at that. We went to several services together. I will say that um, becoming uh, not necessarily a member but a regular attender was difficult just because we had small children at the mm-hmm. time. And um, it was it was just hard to get involved. Mm. And I think a lot of people feel that way when they mm-hmm. enter a church. It's just really hard to immerse yourself in church community. Sure. Right. And what does that look like and how are we best able to do that? So I think for people who are searching for a church, the first thing that we need to do is look at the statement of faith online yeah, um, or or go and yeah, find go out on. what their beliefs are first yeah, and, and find opportunities to um, immerse yourself in the church. Like I said, it was a little bit difficult. I remember coming to signing up for to be a help for the Christmas program and not knowing anybody and mm-hmm. that left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth because mm-hmm. nobody really chats with you or right. invites you yeah, in sure. or anything like that. But, um, we persevered and we're still here. There did you, you did you, did you find that once you got plugged in with serving in a church body, that's the key. Did it open up those relationships for you to connect with others on a different level. Because I think a lot of people will come to church, right? Oh, I like this church, but I'm not really connected with anyone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but are you mm-hmm. serving in that church? Are you getting connected? Are you getting to learn the people? Are you are you taking that step to yeah. have a church community? Because yeah. you know what? I think a lot of people are afraid of. I think they're afraid to let people in. Rejection. And, and accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you get involved in a church, there's an expectation there mm-hmm. too. As a believer, we really need to be serving the church, but it's easier to be on the outside, to mm. attend and not be invested. It's a lot easier because you don't have people asking questions and you don't feel right. the pressure to be there. Mm. Well, and you need that. And I think that's an important piece of living out your faith is having yeah. those people that can hold you accountable, those people that can walk alongside of you. Right. And if you never immerse yourself in a church community and in a church body, you won't develop those relationships right. with those people. Yeah, that's how you right. make community, right? Well, and I think that, you know, it goes back to there's two things. So one, really understanding what you value and what you believe, um, because I feel like oftentimes people come into a situation, um, into a church situation, especially, um, and they're not really sure what they expect, Mm -hmm. you know, and so then then they're disappointed, but they don't really know why, um, Mm -hmm. because uh, something Maybe they didn't get the right greeter at the door or um, yeah. somebody didn't call them back right away afterwards. And, and so really understanding, like, what are you looking for? Um, because, because if you don't know, then you don't know what to, what to ask for yeah, or you don't yeah. know how to build these relationships. And two, it's always been very uncomfortable um, to start new relationships. Yeah, yes. for sure. Um, especially, you know, I think that a lot of people think that being in a church community uh, it should feel organic, mm-hmm. um, like that you walk in and you should just feel like you've known these people for yes. 20 years. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a, a special 
that's a very special place if that does happen. Well, right. those connections do happen. They do happen, but not not, not as, instantly. Yeah, not instantly. They take yeah. they they build over time in serving and mm. in being invested in the ministries in the church and the yeah. development and the direction that the church is going. Um, but you know, as baby Christians, all all you want is to feel the connection that you feel with Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Or figure out what that really mm -hmm. means. Mm -hmm. Because there's some Christians who are like, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. And they're looking for that. Yeah. So that so you already are coming to a church body with high expectations, mm -hmm. but not necessarily clarified expectations. Right. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, and so, so that's really important. So to really clarify those things, talk with people about them. And yeah. then once you get into um, a church where you feel like you can settle, then invest. Right. Yeah. And we say invest and invest is almost like one of those catchphrases, like affirm, right? You know, like <laughs> it is like invest, Shout invest, out invest. Mark. Shout out to Pastor Mark. <laughs> That's right. But, um, but you know, investment, it looks different for everybody. Everybody mm -hmm. has different spiritual giftings. Yes. yes. Um, yes. And so, you know, for me, I'm not, parenting is hard for me. I'm not going to, serving in the children's wing, bless you, Sarah, not mm. my jam. Yeah. But then, you know, like Sarah and I have had conversations where it is not her jam. To, she would not want to do individual counseling, no. you know? And, um, and so we're all called to different things. Yeah. Um, and if we don't know what that is, again, with our expectations, and we're not really having those conversations with Jesus and with other people who can speak into that, sure, um, it could be very difficult for us to know even how to find that. But I think it's important too to take a risk, like you know, what I'm saying, hey, this might be stretching me in a, in a sense. Mm -hmm. But what will happen, you know, maybe if I if I go into this with, with an open mind, saying, all right, you know, I want to connect in a different way, you might really see God do something in your life that you never expected Him to do. Right. Um, I, mean, I can mm -hmm. remember. Uh, so I came from a small small little church that didn't really do like a lot of small groups or anything like that. And when I went to my other church, um, they provided these Tuesday classes mm -hmm. and it was uh, different topics. Right. But it was like this, everyone did their own thing. And so I remember I was like, all right, well, I'm going to try this. And I saw so much growth because I decided to take a step maybe out of my comfort zone and say, you know what? I want to invest in this church body. Mm -hmm. I want to grow as a believer. I want to live out my faith. And the church is providing me opportunities to do right. that. So mm -hmm. let me take a step into that. So maybe mm -hmm. that's a men's group. Maybe mm -hmm. that's a women's group. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's serving on the worship team or serving in the youth wing. Mm -hmm. But those serving opportunities and those outlets, small mm -hmm. groups, provide us with a community base in the church mm -hmm. that can help us grow and live out right. our faith in right. a deeper and in a more meaningful way. Right. I think as a church too, we've made the mistake of spoon feeding people. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I think um, if you're searching for a church or coming with the expectation that you're going to be spoon fed, that it should be offered to you right away or you should mm -hmm. feel comfortable right away. And I think that we need to be more proactive as Christians. Sure. Mm -hmm. So just what you're talking about, there's a lot that's offered in every church, but we have to take the step to get there, Absolutely. to invest ourselves. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so like you have the church body, right? You have your, your, your community believers that come to the same church, you know, but there's also community outside of the church, right? right. Sure. Mm -hmm. That you connect with other believers, maybe from different churches, mm -hmm. from different experiences, mm -hmm. from different backgrounds, different colors, mm -hmm. ethnicities mm -hmm. that can really enrich your faith to a new place. Mm -hmm. So like coming here, I'm a Puerto Rican American, and I came from a very diverse church. And so when I came here, I was like, all right, I'm going to be open to this new opportunity. It mm -hmm. doesn't look the way I am used to it looking. Right. I'm not, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, feel the same way that I'm used to it feeling, but I'm open to the experiences. Right, and yeah. I've, and I've, 
enriched my own faith. I've grown a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen God move and I've seen a different side of what church community can look like right. even outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think for a lot of people, it's really scary to do those things, but we need community that necessarily doesn't look like us or express the same way that we express. Agreed. Yes. There are two different communities for sure. There's your church community mm-hmm. and then it's the everybody else community, yeah. right? And we need both. We yes. really need both. Yes. We can't limit ourselves to just church community because we're mm-hmm. we're commissioned to go out and tell others about Christ, right? Yeah. So I think about our neighborhood and we have neighbors on either side of us that are unbelievers and just walking out our faith daily. Mm-hmm. We're friends with our neighbors who are unbelievers, you know? Right. Yeah. We it's a model. To, right, to mm-hmm. live out your faith in your home community maybe yeah. whether it's your neighborhood or at the grocery store you're living right. out your your faith there too when you're going through a line and talking to a cashier who maybe needs a little bit of prayer whatever right Please right. a little encouragement you right. know? and i think it's also if if we are if we're only living in our comfortable little bubble right mm-hmm. then we we can't be aware of like what the world is looking for you right. know mm-hmm. and, and what's going on culturally and and so and, and where's why? our impact and where's yeah. our impact exactly and so why and why are people not believing what's holding them back from believing and mm-hmm. um, and so the the community aspect is is really key and um, and it does it where our impact um, occurs in our community is when we build the foundation within our church too. Yeah, so right. yeah, for sure, that's good. Um, now you talk about the prayer walk a little bit. I feel like that yeah. kind of connects our church community and our outside community yes. because right. we're, we're taking the body from the church and we're outside the building. And we're trying right. to minister to the greater community, right? Yeah, right, absolutely. right. And so that kind of leads into um, another thing like that, that we deal with in community, which is conflict, yeah. you know, and, and conflict is something that, um, that we encounter because we're human beings living in a fallen world. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, it really greatly impacts our, our church and our community. Um, and when we're looking for churches to plug into, sometimes, um, you know, conflict is not just, you know, like the rah, 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 like hitting our, ourselves on the heads. It's sure. sometimes it's a missed phone call. Or it's a, mm. oh sure, um, or yeah. it's a sure. negative experience, an unanswered um, email, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, like maybe somebody didn't smile at me, or you know, like whatever the the, the case may be, that um, creates barriers for people. And so I wanted to speak a little bit into you know addressing conflict biblically because we are going to experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a necessary part of growing in a community, and sure. um, but I believe that there's there's two. There's two thought pa- or thought processes for um, conflict biblically, is or, or I think that some people want conflict for resolution, and some people want conflict for conformity. Mm. And so, really recognizing, you know, what are we called to do as Christians? Right. You know, are we called to all have the same opinion? Right. And um, or are we called to all believe in Jesus and then work towards uh, unity? Mm-hmm. Or just and yeah, unity and understanding. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Because like like you said. Yes, conflict will arise. Mm-hmm. It will happen in the church. Um, and there's nothing worse than conflict happening and you not knowing that you hurt someone mm-hmm. in a way that really deeply impacted them. And sure, now right. they're like, man, I don't want to be anything. I don't want to be a part of anything that you're doing. Right. And so, like, especially me as a Enneagram 9. <laughs> Which is a peacemaker. He avoids conflict. I am an avoider of conflict. Conflict is not something that comes natural to me. Mm-hmm. But I've tried to cultivate that in a new way where it's not like I'm coming at you with something or I'm mm-hmm. trying to, but it's actually like, no, I, I just want to understand. Right. 
I really want to understand and I want to help you understand my point of view. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right. And like, what is it in Matthew? Yes. Um, it's Matthew 18, 15 through 20, actually. Um, I'll read that for you guys, um, who are listening. If another, uh, this is, this is a biblical way, um, that the Lord has laid out for us to address conflict as Christians. Um, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense if the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you're unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. And if the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. So mm. um, actually, I have a little bit of a story on that. My daughter, Haley, um, had a little bit of a conflict with somebody at school last semester. And um, it was something that was typed in a, a group chat. Um, she felt a little bit attacked and she couldn't let it go. It's been going on for months where she's cried about it and she's talked about it. Um, um, we've talked about it. She's had <laughs> counseling about it. She just couldn't let it go. But what she had not done was what scripture says to do yeah. is go directly to that person. So last Thursday I told her we were driving home and I said, you know, you've tried everything else. And you really need to just go to him and talk to him and mm -hmm. tell him how you feel. Well, he's a neighbor, so she walked a couple doors down. And I didn't leave it as an option. It was At that point, it was like, this is really you're what you need. You got to get this done. You got to get her done, kiddo. So she went down. She had It was a very uncomfortable situation, and she chatted with him. But it, it ended up beautifully yeah. because she was able to let that go. She was able to express how she felt and she did it in kindness. It wasn't, you know, yeah. she didn't go to him in anger. Yeah. She went to him in love and kindness and she told him how hurt she was. We have not had it come up since. It's funny how if we do things God's way. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it actually works out, works out for it us. It works right. out, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. If we really apply the word to where we are now right. as a society, it's like, man, we can actually get some really good things accomplished. Right. For sure. And that's super important. Like healthy resolution, I mean, healthy conflict resolution is important in the church because it you is. won't agree with everything. No, right. you won't. You won't agree with everything that leadership does right. and you won't agree with everything that is happening. Mm -hmm. But if you can go and be a mature believer, living right. out your faith, becoming mm -hmm. mature in Christ. Right actually live out your faith and say, all right, you know what? I'm going to go talk to somebody about mm -hmm. this because I am invested here and right. I do right. care about these people. And right. it's not like I just want to leave to leave. Like I want to. Right. I it's such a hard thing to do because yeah. being an Enneagram nine, it's really difficult for you. But even for the rest of us, yeah. nobody right. wants conflict. Right. Nobody right. wants to address conflict right. either. Yeah. Right. That's not something people run toward. We run away no. from that. Yeah. And I would even say for myself, like literally my, my personality type is the challenger, you know, yeah. but one thing that has been I'm really, fight you about this. Well, what's been really helpful for me to understand is even me, I don't like conflict. Mm. I won't stare away from conflict, you know, like <laughs> if a conflict let get, arises, let me get I this will, straight. right. I'm not going to run away, but that's I don't right. like it. I, that's right. I would rather not be in conflict with people. <laughs> However, I will be if it is for resolution, but gotcha. that's what it is. It's, it's to, it's always to create resolution. Um, I think you made a good point earlier though. I think, I think in the world today, conflict really is for conformity. We really yeah. do want people to conform to our own opinions. Yes. yes. That should not be the end goal. And the funny mm -hmm. thing is that I feel like the pandemic has really raised that out because instead of living in community within the church, right? Like mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. the four walls, mm -hmm. uh, gathered in, in, in person with people. Right. What we've seen is that we've been pushed out of the building. Right. right. And we've been pushed to our devices. Mm -hmm. And on our devices, we can say whatever we want, mm -hmm. post whatever we want, right. do whatever we want. But at the same time, like 
Maria said, are we looking for a resolution or right. are we looking for conformity? Right, right. Well, and always, always, always conflict is born from um, either a place of anger or fear and even anger. Anger is a secondary emotion. Mm. You know, there's something that comes first. So, so I have found that fear, fear of change, fear of uncertainty, fear of, um, you know, whatever you can put it, fill in the blank, you know, yeah. but that is what drives conflict. And, um, and so, and when we find peace in that, you know, it's really God bringing that fear to the surface and kind of sloughing it off. Like, mm. um, and, um, and that's uncomfortable. You know, the word that keeps resonating throughout these three episodes that we've done, right, is that living out your faith is uncomfortable. Right. Mm. That there is never really going to be a time when you're going to be like sure yeah. that you're on the right path. And even in uh, that reference in Matthew, you know, it doesn't the scripture doesn't say if you do this, you will find resolution. It says, if you do this and you find resolution, then you've won your person back. Right. But if you don't try this, and then if you don't, then this, yes. yeah. then you can let it go. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it doesn't say that we will always in conflict find resolution. And I think, and I, that's super important too, right? Because in this Facebook era where anybody can say whatever they want, mm -hmm. you know, when you invite, when, when you put an opinion out there, mm -hmm. not that you're inviting conflict, but you can, Whenever, it depends on how it's written. It, right? Yeah, but you but you can expect somebody to, to not agree with you, sure, right? right? You can expect someone not to like, hey, right. hey, but then it's like, how are you handling that? Are you mm -hmm. coming back at them? Mm -hmm. Are you trying to handle it in mm -hmm. peace with love? Mm -hmm. You it's know, weighing weighing the value in the kingdom, right? I mean, even that, I think. I think sometimes we need to check ourselves on what we post and be like, am I doing this in love right. or am I just trying to be heard? Right. right. Especially right. as Christians, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, Stirring up strife. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. And if man. you're not being heard, that that's a very scared place to be. You mm -hmm. know, when you don't feel like you're heard, that causes a lot of fear. Yeah. And so the responses that come from that place are not always constructive. Yeah, Being sure. heard is constructive. Yeah. You should always have the opportunity to be heard. Mm -hmm. Everybody's opinion is valuable and valid. Yes. And um, but then, you know, but uh, recognizing that too, you're not being heard, somebody else might feel that same way. And you know, when it comes to um, resolution, if we do not find um conflict resolution in all of the situations, you know, that doesn't mean that that person is an unbeliever yeah. or oh, that right. they are not a good Christian, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Jesus is the judge yeah. and Jesus is the ultimate resolution. And so if we, if we seek to do conflict in a biblical way and we still don't have the outcome that we would desire, then we have to allow God to work in the yes. areas that we cannot. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we need to be reconciled to the fact that we've done it right. We've done right. it biblically. That's why if we do try to resolve conf a conflict according to Matthew, right. we can, our conscience yeah. should feel, we should be reconciled to that. Like we're, right. we're okay with how it ended because we know ultimately God is in control and he has a plan. Right. And so, so bringing that all back around, you know, that that conflict is necessary for church growth, community growth, um, individual growth. Individual oh yeah, growth, for sure. Family yeah. growth, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and so we shouldn't shy away from it, but it shouldn't be something that creates more yeah. unnecessary. Because I do believe that church and community should challenge you in your faith to grow. Agreed. Yeah. If it's not challenging, there's something going on. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not growing, there's something going on. Mm -hmm. You need those. Those things are essential. God gave them to us as gifts mm -hmm. to help us grow because he knew we couldn't do it alone. Right. Jesus even had the 12. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, he communed with his father, but he had the 12 around him, his mm -hmm. boys, his his people. Right. His, and then he even had not only that, he had the 12, but then he had an the inner, three. the three. He had John, Peter, and 
Give me the last one. I don't know. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but he still had people in his inner circle that either mm-hmm. held him accountable or walked even with him a little more, prayed right. with him a little more. And I think that's super important too. It's like, yes, you'll have a broad community, but you'll have an inner community. You'll have people that walk alongside you that really challenge you in your faith to grow. And you need mm-hmm. that to live out your faith. Yeah. Because if you're not growing, you, you, you're dying, right? Right. That's it's, right. It's, it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. Can't stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. So you made a really good point about not being stagnant. And um, and I think that, you know, the post-pandemic church, we really entered into a, um, just for survival, you know, we've kind of entered into a, a state of stagnation just be, just naturally because uh, when you're in crisis, you all you can focus on is the crisis. Yeah, and you kind of so retreat. Right? You kind of retreat, you know, like uh, circle the wagons, figure out, okay, where do, where do we go now? And so... But where I feel, and I'm sure that you do too, is now we're kind of, we're experiencing this unfolding, right? Like, okay, so what is the new thing mm. that that God is doing and how do we connect into that new thing? And for some of us, that's a super uncomfortable place to be because it's different than it's ever, ever been. Yes, it is. So, Traditional churches, um, I have a feeling about the church. And anyway, I feel like the church is trending more towards an X model. I think... The buildings as we know it one day won't be here anymore. It might take a few generations, but I do believe that the church will go back to a breaking of bread, to the table of brother brotherhood. Like home church. Home mm-hmm. church, you know, actually living in real community that's not in four walls. Right. Well, and that's kind of where Thrive Groups came from also, right? Is like we started these Thrive Groups with the with the model in mind of that, yeah. you know, having smaller groups that are that are practicing those things and really growing in their faith together. And and I think you're right. I think that the what the pandemic has revealed is that um, there, there's some people that will never come into the building again. Yeah. But they're they're still they still need to be ministered to. You're and still they, in they, you might have. I, I read something that said that you're most involved people in the church might never step foot in the building. That's you wild. Know? Isn't that crazy? And so it's it's thinking to yourself, all right, so this is just a shift. So now we are building community that's in person and online. And some of us feel like that's not as um, real. Yeah. And and that's not a, uh, that's not a true thing. I mean, mm. it's definitely a different thing. It's a different thing. Um, but, you know, the this is just the, it's moving out. Like our gospel is being, you know, spread differently now. And, and I think what's so crazy is I, knowing what I know through therapy is that there are some people who may never step foot in a, you know, like they, they've never maybe heard the gospel from an individual person, sure. but they have a smartphone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they I have do. access to the internet, yeah. you know? And so, um, it's crazy how God will advance his cause even through the midst of craziness, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's God often will, what happens. I mean, God will, I mean, it's usually through persecution that the church really is the gospel is spread. Right. Right. It, it, it happened in the book of Acts. Right. They experienced persecution and the gospel got spread like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so we're experiencing persecution and the gospel is being spread like crazy. Right. Different mediums. Right. But right. the gospel is still being spread. Mm-hmm. Right. And like Maria said, it's like there's still a need for community. There's still a need for a church body. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not coming to a physical building. Right. You need to make sure that you're plugged in somehow because right. you need people. You do. You right. need people. So even if that's through a screen, mm-hmm. even if that's through a virtual small group, even if that's through a virtual uh, e-family, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like to live out your faith yeah. authentically and truthfully, right. you need others. Mm-hmm. And that yes. that's the thing that I think got lost in the pandemic where it was like, you know, man, I could stay home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with staying home, but you need to be connected in some way. Right. Well, and I would I would 
I would just, I'm just going to throw it out there. And people might respond back and say, you are absolutely wrong, Maria, but I'm going to throw it out there. <laughs> you know, you may be at home and it may have felt good for a little bit to, to rest and to be at home. And, um, but there was, I bet there was an undercurrent of tension that you're, that you felt then and you're feeling now. Mm. And that undercurrent of tension is that we were made to be in connection. That was how we were designed from the very beginning and the way we connect might have changed, but our, who created us hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so there, if you are experiencing that tension, it, you know, explore what that looks like because it, I check in and say, are, am I connected? Like, am mm -hmm. I, you know, did I move away? Like, I really like my Sunday routine where I go for a walk instead of going to church or, you know, like, am I, and it's not just Sunday, church isn't just Sunday, right. but you yeah. know, like, am I listening to things that are feeding, um, my need for people and, um, and like-mindedness and, um, just, connection. I yeah. mean, there's no better way to say that. Like, you know, yeah. you, you feel these, these ties, um, to people. Like I see them uh, almost like as strings, like we we're just interwoven together and that's what we were meant to be. Yeah. And so it's important. I think, you know, even if it's digitally, whatever mm -hmm. that looks like for you, especially in this season, until some of this stuff calms down pandemic wise, mm -hmm. um, get connected, get plugged in. Right. Um, Churches are offering more yeah. than enough now. Yeah. More especially than online. Especially right. online. And mm -hmm. that stuff's never gonna go away. But it is important if you really wanna be a true believer and a true follower of Christ, it's important to be plugged into community, yes. regardless if that's online mm -hmm. or regardless if that's in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like in person. Yes. I'm not gonna lie, I, there's nothing like coming to a place with other believers, singing praises, singing yeah. glory to God, you mm -hmm. know, um, breaking of bread together, listening to the word of God. Mm -hmm. Um but that experience doesn't diminish just because you're online. God is still going to speak. Right. You can still be connected. Right. And God's still going to do his thing. Yeah. 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 And I think, so when we look back at the whole, this whole series, right? Looking at living out your faith. You know, I think the, the key word is that living out your faith is uncomfortable. Yes. That um, in any in any sphere in any sphere it's uncomfortable. It doesn't Family, it yourself, doesn't always feel church. good. I in fact I would say that most often um, it's gonna feel hard. Mm. Um, there's gonna be some times when you're like, ah, this I have arrived, and then a second later you're like, whoa, what just happened? So, but you know it's uncomfortable, which is which means that we need people yeah. that can that can speak into that and can resonate with that and give you know stories of their own struggles and that, but then ultimately direct you back to the the biblical framework that we all operate or should be operating in. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know. Um, living out our faith is in our families is um, is is built on modeled behavior. It's built on yeah. having our own personal um, practices that we bring that we bring to our family and um, that they can see and that we can constantly be reflecting them back to. Um, but ultimately, I mean, am I wrong in saying like that living out your faith that that it's something that it's not really, it's, it's not a choice necessarily. You have to, like, God has made you that way. You yeah. need to figure out what works for you. Yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, it's, you have to live, you have to walk, you have to walk it out. You just can't profess it in your mind and in your heart. Like it needs to be a daily thing. It needs to be a walking out of, it needs mm -hmm. to be action oriented. Mm -hmm. Our faith is action oriented. Mm -hmm. Faith mm -hmm. is action. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
how am I doing that? How am I living within the church body? How am I living at home? How am I living in my own life? In my community. Yeah, how am I living in my community? Am I connecting with unbelievers just as much as I'm connecting with other believers who don't think the same way that I do or mm-hmm. express the same way that I do? I think it's important to um, broaden, man. Open your circle up. Be open. Be right. open to new experiences. Be open to new things and watch God do some amazing things in your life as you walk out mm-hmm. your life in church and community. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, if you if you don't even know where to begin, you know, you can come and talk to any one of us. We we are walking it out also, you know, and what works for me doesn't isn't the same that works for Andrew. I mean, yeah. I don't think it, what works for me is the same that works for anybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Poor Maria. I, just, I know. Um, but uh, but, you know, it, we all have our own um, experiences that we can we can help you figure that out for yourself mm-hmm. and. Um, and maybe right now in this season, uh, you need to start small. Start small. You know? Or maybe God is calling you to step into something uh, bigger. Yeah. You know, like maybe in a, in a serving in a different capacity. I mean, the needs have not gone away. Mm-mm, you right. know, church may look different now, but the needs still exist. And so we need people that are able to help fill those and um, if anything through the pandemic the needs have probably increased they have yeah, for yeah. Sure. that need for it for sure the need we for need connection you. <laughs> we need you and we need your connection that's right that's we right need to be connected so um so always come to us you know we're praying for you um we're we're done with this facet of um this topic so we're done with talking about living out our faith but um we're going to be talking about more things in fact uh, next we're going to be starting um to talk about rhythms you know so uh building some of these rhythms you know and that might be you know on the heels of this that might be really helpful for some of you who are listening um so tune in again uh to episode four episode number four Mm, that's right and always always give your feedback We love being able to share this with you guys. And thank you for listening. Thank you, friends.